हेलो एवरीवन यू आर लिसनिंग ऋषभ जैन ऑन द ऋषभ जैन शो डिजिटल मार्केटिंग पॉडकास्ट फॉर साइड हसलर्स एंड माय मिशन विद दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू गिव यू द बेस्ट स्ट्रेटजीज टैक्टिक्स एंड नॉलेज अबाउट सेल्स एंड मार्केटिंग फनल्स सो दैट यू कैन बिल्ड एंड ग्रो योर डिजिटल कोचिंग एंड कंसल्टिंग बिजनेस एंड लिव द लाइफ ऑफ फ्रीडम एंड अबंडेंस एंड द एपिसोड बिगिन्स नाउ हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू द अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द ऋषभ जैन शो डिजिटल मार्केटिंग पॉडकास्ट फॉर साइड हसलर्स एंड इन टुडेज एपिसोड वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट विद अस सो ही इज वन ऑफ द बेस्ट इन द इंडस्ट्री एंड ही इज द फाउंडर ऑफ एलीट सीईओज एंड हेल्प एंटरप्रेन्योर्स टू स्केल देयर बिजनेसेस सेवन फिगर्स एंड बियॉन्ड he is the author of the book infinite income he is he has won multiple two comma club awards and also he helped his clients to generate over 350 million dollars of sales right 350 million dollars guys it's crazy and also he is a fitness enthusiast and a influencer who has created a big impact in the lives of the people so he is none other than Tanner Chidester, welcome guy, welcome, welcome him. So, hey Tanner, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. So, first of all, I just want to thank you, and I'm very grateful to have you on my podcast. It's being a pleasure, pleasure for me to interview you and ask you questions that that is definitely going to help a lot of people out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a open book, so you know, ask away, and I'm you know, I'll share as much insight as I can. I'm always down to help more people, so appreciate again for you having me on. Okay, so let's just begin with our first question. So, I, first question I want to ask is like, uh, what is the what is this back story looks like? Means, uh, uh, how you have started and like training CEOs and helping them. So, how you came into this world, right? I want to ask this question. Sure. Uh it's a great question. I'll give you a, a quick backstory. I, I won't take too long, but yeah. Uh I grew up in a household I had six siblings, so seven kids. Okay. My dad was a teacher, my mom was stay at home. And so she just took care of all of us and growing up I was, you know, bullied quite a bit. I uh, didn't have a lot of friends. Was kind of a weird kid and my older sisters, you know, coerced me into playing dress-ups and tea parties and you know, my dad just let it happen. So I don't know if that was a good thing, but that's why I got made fun of a lot. And at about 12 years old, I started working out before school so I could beat these kids up. That was my goal and my mindset. And I got bigger and they started leaving me alone, but then I started really excelling in sports, specifically American football. So I started doing that till I was 22. And my whole goal was to play in the professional football league or uh, the NFL, for those who are not familiar, the National Football League. Um, I, I went as far as I could go. I got hurt a lot. I, I also don't think I was good enough, but I got one level below that. It was division one football. So I got one level below that. And then when that ended, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And that was a really trying time for me because until then my entire, you know, purpose in life was to play professional football. And that's what I you know, built my whole life around. And then when that ended, I didn't know what to do. It was around that time I met a mentor. His name was David Fry. 
and he's married to Russell Brunson's, one of his cousins named Ingrid. And he introduced me to ClickFunnels and, you know, he started showing me, you know, how email opt-ins work and ads and how to build a product. And from 23 to 25, I didn't make any money, but I was getting a PhD in marketing. And I didn't realize that at the time, but now in hindsight, he really taught me a lot of things I know now. And then around 25, uh, when I was just about to quit, so I was working, you know, eight hours a day and then I was working on my business. I wasn't making any money. I was very frustrated. I was very, I guess, discontent, you could say. Okay. I saw an ad on Facebook and the ad said, how to build your online fitness company. Oh. And I just clicked on it and I got on the call and they said it was a $5,000 program. So I had about $2,000 to my name, mm. spent the $2,000 and I put the rest on a credit card oh. and after that, things really took off. And I don't know, I don't done before. And what that program essentially told me to do is, hey, raise your price from $47, which is what I was selling my fitness programs at, to $1,500. Okay. Once I did that, uh, I did a million dollars in a year. And okay. all these trainers started asking me for help. Okay. And I said, oh, I don't really want to do that. You know, I hate business coaches. Oh. I think they're scum. Like, you know, ironically, all these things I didn't like about them. But eventually, I had so many people on a waiting list that I started helping trainers. And then your original question was how did elite CEOs form? The next year, I had so many new people asking me for help outside of trainers that I made elite CEOs. And that's how it was formed. And so now we're, you know, five years into it. We're doing about 20 to 25 million a year and uh, okay. completely changed my life. So that's the, sorry if that was a little long, but that's the trajectory of how I got into Elite CEOs. It wasn't something I thought I was going to do. It just naturally kind of happened. Okay, okay. So I think it's a very, very uh, inspiring story, like how you have uh, started from scratch and you have like no clue about marketing and business and then how you like learn the skills from scratch and then you like go go and have given so much of your time and efforts and finally you are here like uh, such a big name in the industry and doing such a great work so it's really inspiring for many people out there who are like uh, just beginners and they like feel that they cannot do it so you can see like how Tanner did it and it's I think possible for everyone. You just need to have that belief in you. And uh, this is the live example in front of you. So now I want to ask next question. Like, uh, as you have said, like uh, uh, when you, when you have passed out from your, your college and uh, like you are, you are doing the, you are doing that, playing that football and all uh, like you have no clue about what to do. And uh, uh, you are not sure about like things, which, where to go. So uh, I, my, my question is there are many people out there who are doing the things and they are confused, like in which direction they should go. So what is your advice to them? Like how they should decide that in which direction, like they should go. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the first thing to understand is you just need to make a decision. Okay. And one of the worst things people can do is they can be indecisive. So I'll take an example. I'll take, you know, a random example, but let's say, you know, you're dating someone and you're not sure if you should marry them or not. Sometimes it's not so much 
which decision you choose is just choosing because once you finally decide the right decision will appear you'll either choose the wrong one and you'll be man i i realized this wasn't right or you'll choose the right one and you'll say oh i was spot on so i think that's the first thing now once they understand that then to your point you said how do you decide for me it was just finding a mentor because people ask they say you know tanner how did you get in this industry what made you get into fitness all that stuff honestly I just asked my mentor, I said, Hey, well, what do you think I should do? He's like, well, you know, I think you should do fitness. You're in really good shape. You've done football your whole life. Start there. And I didn't have any other direction. So it just made sense. That's part of why getting mentors or a coach or, you know, a friend or a group of people who are moving the same direction, because that's kind of the direction you can go in. But what I'll say that's even more important is they just decide because if you decide six months sooner and you choose the wrong thing, you're still going to learn all along the way of things not to do or things you could have done better or, hey, this was the wrong industry, which will make you more convicted in your next decision. And, and I think humans, we always worry about wasting time, but you waste more time being indecisive than if you just decide. And that was the big thing I learned. So that's how I got into it. And for those who aren't sure, just be decisive. Even if you're unsure, just lay out the pros and cons and choose. And then if you can find a mentor or hire a mentor who can give you some advice. And just remember, you're just learning skills. I, I met a 14 year old the other day who he's in a private school in high school. And he was asking me, you know, Tanner, what should I do? I said, you should learn sales and then learn some marketing and then learn how to do ads, you know, those types of things. But it's just, I told him, just learn these skills because then when you do know what you want to do, you're going to be very valuable to the marketplace and you'll have a lot of options. Okay, great, great. So I think the biggest thing that I have learned from this thing is that first thing that you need to have a mentor and trusting your mentor is very important. And the second thing is making quick decisions is very important. Like make the fast, make fast decisions. Okay. Don't just uh, like uh, stuck in analysis paralysis, just take the decision. And even if it is wrong, you will learn a lot in the way. So this is, I think the biggest takeaway from this particular thing. Uh, so my next question is uh, like the people who are just starting out and they want to build this business around their passion, their knowledge, and they want to create an impact. So what are the like steps that they should need to take according to you? Like what is the step-by-step -step process that they can follow to actually getting started and start getting results? Yeah, it's actually simpler than most people think. Most people, I don't think they actually believe it's this easy. But all you have to do first is you create an offer that is around your skill set. So whether that's fitness, whether that's around, you know, wealth, whether that's around relationships, usually those are the big three. And the reason those are the big three is that's what every person on earth wants more of, right? Better relationships. They want to be in better shape. They want to make more money, right? To some degree or for some reason. So what skills do you have from the things you've already done in the past that fit that? And I actually did a live last week where I went through a list of just all kinds of people who they're former artists, they're singers, they're photographers, whatever it is, you can go out and show people how to do that specific skill and can make money from it. Now, once you have that down, again, this sounds too good to be true, but you just start reaching out to individuals and have a conversation. Now, where people get stuck, well, I'll, I'll finish the process, but have a conversation, get them on a phone call, 
make the sale. And that's all it is. So when I started making money, I just reached out to people about fitness, got them on a call about it, sold them for $3,000 plus. And then all of a sudden I had a bunch of money coming in my bank account and then everything rolled from there. The thing people don't understand or they're not good at is they're not good at actually communicating or persuading or messaging. They're not good at the skills. So I always describe, you know, someone digging a hole with a shovel and then digging a hole with a pen, right? Like it's, it's extremely difficult. If I dig a hole with a shovel, I'm going to do it way faster than you. And the reality is most people, they're not willing to put in the time and effort to learn the skill in this case, the shovel to get the job done. And so what they'll say instead is, oh, this doesn't work. I tried it a few times, but if you think about it realistically to get good at something, you have to suck at it first, don't you? How can you possibly be good at something that you've never done? So people, when they look at my story and they go, well, Tanner, you know, you built a million dollar company in a year and then 10 million, then 15, they forget the two years before where I wasn't making money and I was doing door-to-door sales. I was working as a server. I was at my mentor's office, putting in the time and the work to learn the skills needed to be successful. So that's all it really is. Obviously we could spend a whole nother hour just talking about what to say and how to say it. But I didn't think it was actually that easy to make money. And it surprised me when I started doing that because people are not just going to come to you. There's too many options. You have to go out to others and you have to learn how to communicate. And once you do that, you can pretty much print money on demand. It's just learning those skills. Okay. Okay. So it's guys like it's look, it's look very uh, like weird, but yes, you can, you can see like how the process is really simple, but the main problem is like people actually don't don't want to follow the process. They just want the end result and they want instant gratification. And because of that, most of the people actually don't follow. Like Tanner said that you have to like follow the simple process, trust the process, uh, be good in communication and like in persuasion and master the skills. These are the few elements that you need to do. And then just keep following the process like the tenants tenant shared and you can definitely get results. So it's amazing. Like the, the way you simplify the things, I really liked it. And also uh, it, it, it actually remind me one thing right, right now, like I'm listening one book on audible, the practicing mind. And in that he, the, the, uh, he's also saying like that uh, the things are very simple, but uh, the main thing is that you need to like enjoy the process and do the process so that you can become good at it and the result will take care of itself. So like you have said that the process is simple, but people are not following the process and because of that, they are not getting the results. So I can relate with that thing totally. So amazing. Now, my next question to you is uh, like I have seen you, you have, you are posting a lot of reels these days and a lot of YouTube shorts. Uh, I have seen it everywhere on the internet. I'm, I'm actually watching them like crazy. So I just want to know, like, what is your strategy behind it? How you are doing it? And uh, like, what kind of content like you want to share in that? So what is your approach there? I just want to know about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, great question. Uh, So right now, we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, That's probably the easiest way to put it. This is the first time I've tried to take my personal brand a little more serious. So what we're doing right now is we're just posting a lot across all channels. We're seeing what sticks, what works. And 
probably about three, four days ago, we're starting to optimize. So you're going to see us start posting less, start posting more of what has performed the best. And then we kind of rinse and repeat that process. Uh, you know, organic content is just like a business. It's it's new for me. I've over the last five years, I've posted organic content, but it's never been a huge driver to get uh, money into the company because I've been so ads driven. So I think now it's just learning that new process and like really trying to take my YouTube seriously, really trying to grow my other social platforms. That's also, you know, another reason I'm trying to do more podcasts. I think I've done more podcasts in the last two or three months than I've done in the last five years. And it's just, again, it's just, it's a new thing to do. It's a new skill. It's something I have to learn. Um, so I don't know if we have the strategy down quite yet. I think we're posting a little bit more than I'd prefer for the results we're getting, but you know, it's part of the process. And I think um, it's like anything, if you're willing to learn and dive in and you just look at the results and you optimize for that, good things will happen. I just spent a day with Daryl Eves, who he's consulted with like Mr. Beast and some other big YouTubers, pretty expensive. But again, like I'm trying to take it seriously. So um, wish I had a better answer for you. I don't think I have it all figured out yet, but that's part of the fun is just trying to get your hands dirty and figure everything out. Okay. Okay. So I think that uh, trying is very important and you are just like, like just trying this new thing and want to see like how it, it's going and how it's working. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 I have one question like, uh, like how do you define yourself like you are an introvert kind of person or you are like extrovert kind of like creating content is not easy and it's yeah. not a cup of tea for everyone so how you define yourself like introvert or extrovert yeah I actually think I'm a little bit more introverted uh, when I'm around people I can be extroverted so I can you know talk and communicate and all those things but I think I do enjoy time alone a little bit more than maybe the average person. Um, I like reading. I like, you know, working on my business, you know, and you know, like quiet and solitude. Uh, so, you know, my girlfriend could probably answer better, but I think, I think I'm a little more introverted than people probably think I am. Uh, but when it comes to running a business, that that's not really helpful, right? Like you need to be somewhat extroverted. So I just, I just think um, I know when to turn it on and when to use it, but I think I'm actually slightly more introverted than people think or would think. Okay. So I also define myself as an introvert because I, I also like, like enjoying, enjoy a lot of time when I'm in solitude, when I'm alone. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's relatable. And, uh, uh, I want to ask one very important thing is like, um, uh, when you are in a business and, uh, you, you are like running, uh, you have a client and you have so, you have so much to do in a business so a discipline is a very important part of it means if you are not disciplined with what you are doing then i think moving fast and getting results is very very, very difficult so uh, what do you think about like having a discipline in as, as an entrepreneur and do you have any like morning routine and anything like that that you follow that will keep you disciplined in your life yeah Great question. So two parts. I think first part is not having to rely on a routine is actually a strength okay. because if you always have to do the same thing each day to be productive, eventually when you're not able to do that routine, you're going to have a bad day. Okay. But I would say, so that's the first thing, but I would say for me, I don't know if I have too much of a routine. I like to do one of two things. Okay. I either wake up and I immediately start working on just whatever I have business 
I wake up and I immediately go to the gym. For me, I just feel better working out on a daily basis. I only take one day off a week. It just really gives me more clarity, helps me feel better. I feel fresher. I feel energized. And that really helps me. Or two, I just immediately start working. Uh, I'm not huge on doing a bunch of extra stuff. I mean, you can do cold showers, cold baths, meditate, yoga, stretching. There's a million things you could do. Uh, for me, though, I just find it's just more time that you're not working on the actual tasks to move things forward. And if you think about it in business and in life, when you break down things, you know, goals or ambitions, there's certain drivers that get you closer to the goal. So for example, if I want to go to the gym, I can spend 30 minutes stretching or, you know, warming up, but until I actually start the workout, that's really what's going to get me the most results, right? Like actually working the muscles out. So I think it's the same thing when people do all these extra things, that's fine. But at the end of the year, if I work two extra hours a day over you, by the end of the year, that's hundreds and hundreds of hours, which gives me a competitive advantage. So my life's also simpler that way. You know, every time you make more decisions about what you wear, what you eat, what you do, it's just, it's brain power that you have to take. And I want to put all my brain power into the things that matter the most to me. So not too much of a morning routine. Those are those are the one of the two things I'll do. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, my life's pretty simple. I don't try to overcomplicate it. Okay, so I think uh, I have listened a lot about it. Like so many people who stay very minimalist and they just follow, they just uh, try to keep their decision making uh, very less in, in their day-to-day -day life so that they can uh, make better decisions and utilize that energy in their business and on their goals. And like, like Mark Zuckerberg and all these guys also do these kind of things. So I think uh, amazing, like you are also doing it and... Uh, like we can see all like the kind of impact you are creating. So this is this is something which is I, I learned and I think it's very important. So thank you uh, for, for sharing it. Uh, so my next question to you is uh, what what is that thing that keep you inspired every single day? Like is there anything, any any big goal that you have that you that you want to achieve, or is there any mission that you have? that drives you every day or is there anything emotional that you have that that is driving you so is there anything like that yeah when i first started i i didn't have that i just wanted to be rich okay. and i've said this on a couple of podcasts where a lot of people say you know i wanted to help people but i don't think that's necessarily true i think most people when they start a business they just want to be rich okay. and they were running away from pain now that i've made some money uh it, it definitely is more than that i think for me the most the biggest thing is I want to make sure I can always take care of my family. Okay. Uh, I have a pretty large family, like I said. So I have six siblings. I have two parents. My dad was a teacher. So I've always taken pride in the fact that I can make more money to make sure my family's okay. Um, two of my brothers work for me. My little sister worked for me for a little while. She's very young, you know, so she was doing like some part-time stuff. But that's important to me. And then, you know, just always helping other people. I think, you know, from the business now but it i felt a lot of happiness seeing other people change their life financially because that's one of the biggest drivers to helping people get to where they want to go because whether they have you know health conditions or they want to move somewhere they have parents like money is usually the reason people can't do things right because when you have an abundance of money you can pretty much get anything you can possibly think of Ooh. right so those are the three biggest drivers now and then just 
personally, I just want to be the best I can be. I just have always been that way. Um, you know, now that I've stepped out as CEO of elite CEOs, the next thing I do, I just want it to be big and I want it to be ambitious because that's who I am as a person. I want to do something that's important. And I don't think there's anything other, you know, anything behind it other than the fact I just want to be the best I can be. And when I look back on my life, I want to make sure that I lived it to the best of my ability and I don't look back and have regrets and think, man, I should have done that, but I was too scared or uh, I could have done that, but you know, I didn't want to, cause it was too hard. I just want to look back and know that I did everything I could do with the talents I had because money will only push you so far, no matter what anyone says, money will only push you so far. Once you have enough money, if there's nothing else, you won't continue to push because the money just isn't enough. Okay. So it's, it's really, really inspiring. Like, um, I think it's it's one of the best thing in life when you feel that with your work, you are able to transform the lives of the people and they are able to live the better life because you have contributed in their life. And this is what you are doing. And I think this is one of the best feelings and the best thing that we can do. And I also believe in the same thing, like living the life to the full potential and doing the best effort, keep putting the best effort out there. So great. I, I really like uh, appreciate this. So now my next question to you is if if you you are able to like travel back to the time and talk to the 18 year old self of yours, then what is that one message you want to give that to to the 18 self version of you? Yeah, it would be don't be scared and find help sooner. Because for me, I was very egotistical okay. and I didn't hire help or I didn't ask for help because I thought I could figure it out on my own. And then the other thing is I was just scared to go out and do something I'd never done because in my family, no one has ever had a business ever. So I'm a first generation entrepreneur. And so my family didn't even know how to do it. You know, I'd ask them about it and they said, oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you should go to school and get a job. So if you can learn to face fear and do it anyways, and then always be willing to ask for help. You'll go a lot farther than most people because most people don't do things based out of fear, not based out of what could happen. It's based out of well, what happens if I do this, what are the negative effects? And more times than not, the things that we fear, they're not a big deal. Or you can always go back to that thing. So in this case, if you go and start a business and it doesn't work out, you can always go get the same job. You know, it's not the end of the world, right? But we always think of it as the end of the world. So I think those two things would have helped me a lot as a younger adult because most adults would just tell me either don't do it or they'd say, oh, you know what? You're young, so you have time. So I wouldn't take it very seriously. But that's not a really good thing for an adult to say. Saying you have time just essentially is giving you an excuse to waste time. And so once you once you kind of know the direction you want to go or you have thoughts or ideas, just go and take the leap. Try to ask for help. And worst case, you're going to learn things that will help you later down the road. And that's a best case scenario. Just don't waste your time. Okay. So I think uh, make quick decisions. Don't waste your time and face your fears. Like this is these are the things that that the young people who are just starting out in their 18, 20 year old, they should like follow these things to, to actually getting started and do great in their life. So uh, uh, one more question that I want to ask is uh, 
uh, like uh, what are the, what are the uh, top skills that you think are going to play a major role in 2023 like top 3 skills that you want to like suggest to people uh, that 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 is going to dominate in 2023 and beyond according to you yeah well i mean number 1 is always going to be sales slash communication you know the best ceos the best business owners i've talked to and seen they're masters at communication okay. and sales uh you can always stay afloat if you can do sales okay. right you can't stay afloat if you can't so number 1 is going to be that i think number 2 then is going to be fulfillment so as the internet is getting older as online companies are more general how good is your fulfillment because what will happen is companies start to go under that don't have good fulfillment because people just say hey it's not a great service and they go elsewhere or they'll tell other people it's not a great service so while i'm not perfect and we're always trying to be better at my company i know that we've done a very good job on our fulfillment it's very high quality and i think that's one of the reasons we've been able to stick around as long as we have so that's number 2 and then number 3 after that i would say is any type of media buying you know if you can learn youtube media buying facebook media buying even if you're not an entrepreneur you don't want to have your own business and you just want to work in another company that's a very high level skill and that's one of the skills that really helped me grow my business is because we used a lot of paid ads and a lot of paid traffic okay. so those would be my top 3 uh moving into 2023 okay okay so i think fulfillment was very new for me and i think this is very important like you have said so it's it's is new and i think definitely we should focus on fulfillment it's really important so thanks thanks for sharing that so now uh, i just want to uh, move to the end of this podcast and i just want to ask you few rapid fire questions it's three four questions and i just want you to just just give the first thing that came into your mind like very quick answers so let's just begin with uh, the first question so my first question is like uh, uh what what are the top 3 tools that you want, that that you recommend and that you think are essential in an online business the top tools top 3 tools so like software like things of that nature is that accurate yeah 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 software and tools yeah okay uh i so i would say first and foremost is going to be you know like go high level or click funnels when you start running paid traffic you're going to want like one of those okay. two platforms Okay. Uh number 2 is going to be some type of email automation so that could be like active campaign okay. or you know HubSpot, you know somewhere where you know you can send emails. Okay. And then I think number 3 is just going to simply be calendar booking. Okay. You know where you can actually book phone calls. Most people they don't they don't actually know how to do that. I've actually had individuals who their links are calendar booking. So probably those are the top 3. I'd say in terms of importance it's probably backwards. so the calendar okay. booking the email uh but if you have those three you can do get a lot of stuff done i mean outside of that i don't know how much more you need okay so and the next question is uh one book that you want to recommend to the audience ooh that's a tough one um you know i alex is one of my buddies but i really enjoyed his book 100 million dollar offers thought that was ah. just like a very good book it's straight yeah, into yeah. the point outside of that book um and there's so many it just depends on what the person wants to do but any of the books by Patrick Lencioni i read one last week called the motive and it talks about what the goal of a ceo is and what his job is that's a great book too and i'd recommend any of his books they're all great books 
Okay, okay. And then the next question is your your favorite, like your favorite entrepreneur that that you want to name, one that inspires you a lot. Oh man, my favorite entrepreneur. That's tough. Um, there's a there's a few I can name, but I think like the ones that stick out to me the most is either Andy Frisella, just oh. because I I resonate with his attitude. Okay. He, he kind of is an OBS straight shooter guy and he went through a lot to get to where he's at. And then I also would just say Gary V because I just like his overall message. Okay. I don't love everything he does. I don't agree with everything he says, but at the end of the day, I like guys who they say what they think and they feel and they're hard workers. And I think both those guys embody those things. Okay. So my last question for today's episode is like one productivity hack that you want to give to the people, like to stay productive in their work. I think the best thing to do to stay productive is just write down what you have to do to the, uh, uh, with your day on a, a notepad. So okay. this will be tough for you guys to read. I write like a third grader, but I just write down what I need to do for the day. And then I cross it off as I go. And if more things pop up that I think about, I put them down and I just do it in order of importance. I think anything besides that is too time consuming, takes too much effort um, and isn't really worth it. So I just use pen and paper, write down what I need to do, cross it off as I go. And that's worked really well for me. Okay. So it's it's really awesome one. I think this is the simplest and the best thing that, that could be done to stay productive. So thank you very much, Tanner. Uh, for being here and for sharing so many great strategies, insights, and lessons from your life, uh, I think uh, I I'm all I'm feeling very inspired, and I think the people who are gonna watch and listen this episode, they are also gonna find it very inspiring, and they will uh, definitely uh, um, like learn a lot of things, and they will they will apply, and they will be able to uh, transform their life and do great things in their life as well. So. Thanks a lot, Tanner, for being here. I'm really grateful to you. Any closing comment that you want to add? Uh, just for anyone listening who's new, you know, just don't be afraid because when I've thought a lot about when we die or when we're close to death and we're looking back on our lives, the only things we're going to regret are the things we don't do. So if you have the desire to start a business or you have a goal, don't be afraid because the worst thing that can happen usually isn't that bad. And we always build it up in our minds, but just live your life to the best of your ability. You know, there's so there's 8 billion people on earth. Most people aren't going to remember you or know who you are. And so all you owe it to yourself to do with your life, what you please and what inspires you and what you want to do. And don't be afraid to go do that. Okay. So it's a great message. I think powerful, really powerful. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tanner. Um, uh, I really appreciate that. And that's all. That's all for this episode, guys. Uh, see you in the next episode. Till then, stay awesome. Stay blessed. Thank you very much. I hope you find today's episode helpful and valuable. Please share this episode with your friends so that I can reach out to more and more people and help them with my podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe the podcast on your favorite streaming platform and write a review about the show. You can download my 7-step guide to start and launch your first digital coaching program by going to the link hwiy.co slash coach. 
swiy.co/coach see you in the next episode very soon till then stay blessed stay awesome this is your host rishab jain shining off thank you very much